Hey everyone, welcome back to the Queen of Calm podcast. I'm your host, Paisley Haddad. So I know we're all gearing up for the long holiday weekend, but before we can jump into the end of the week, you're listening to a new episode of the Queen of Calm podcast, so be sure to sit back, relax, and enjoy. But before we get into the interview, just a few updates from my end. As always, if you're not following us on on social media already, follow us at Queen of Calm Podcast on Instagram and at Queen of Calm Pod on Twitter. Then, if you're loving the Queen of Calm podcast and you want to let us know how you feel, head to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. And finally, if you want to be on the Queen of Calm podcast, you can leave us a voicemail. If you have a question or concern, you want to circle back to something we talked about on the podcast before, or you just have a general message that you want to share with the audience and myself, be sure to leave us a voicemail at the link in our Instagram bio or at anchor.fm slash Podcast slash message. So as for today's episode, I'm always so excited for you to hear from my guests because all of them bring such unique perspectives to the table. So today's guest is a media expert and she'll talk all about, you know, really building your personal brand, just like she does with herself and her clients and how to ask for what you want in your career, because that is so important to, you know, know what you want and to go for it. So without further ado, stay tuned for the interview. You're not going to want to miss it. My next guest has spent over 20 years in media. She is also the co-author of top-rated cookbook, Clean Cocktails, Righteous Recipes for the Modern Mixologist, and she now uses her experiences to help her clients expand their reach. Please welcome Beth Nydick to the podcast. Welcome, Beth. Thank you so much. So happy to be here. So happy to have you. So why don't we get started with how you first got interested in communications? Oh, that takes me back to really being a child. I wanted to be an actress. You know, I did all the school plays. I did some commercials. My parents sent me to um, an acting sleepaway camp. I won't tell you the year, but <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker was a counselor at my camp. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And I like, I knew her like, you know, and she really inspired the idea of you can do more in entertainment than just act. And from there, you know, my first want out of college was I wanted to be a commercials producer. I like the idea of having those small, like it's like a small movie or a small TV show Um, and being part of a team. Like when you work in TV on a, on a program, on a TV show, a commercial, any, like any crew, it's a team. And I really like that creative team outlet for myself. Wow. Well, that, that's so unique. The SJP uh, inspired <laughs> <No>. your career. <laughs> I'll tell her one day when I interview her. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And so my show is all about, you know, sharing advice from women in communications with college mm-hmm. students and recent graduates. So I'd love to hear about your college experience and how that helped you refine your career interests. Well, you know, I, I'm always, I'm a big proponent of interning. I have college interns work for me. And my first internship actually ha- happened um, because I was in LA visiting my sister on spring break, my junior year of college. I went to a co- the comedy store, which is a famous, um, you know, comedy shop, comedy shop. What does that mean? Uh, <laughs> comedy. What do you call it? Like, comedy. A, like where you go see someone perform? Yeah. Oh, like a comedy club. Yes. Club. Thank you. The <laughs> comedy club. So I went to the comedy club, with my girlfriend, we we're hanging out, you know, and we're younger than everybody else in the audience. And it happens to be Jay Leno comes in and he's 
you know, doing his spiel and he starts making fun of us because we're younger. And he says to me, what's your major? And I said, corporate communications and television. He said, what are you going to do with that? And I said, work for you one day. So after <laughs> the show, I went up and spoke, said something to him. And I was like, that was funny. Like I was just talking to him and he's like, um, do you want to, you want to come in interview for an internship? And I was like, yes. So the next day I went and interviewed for the internship and that summer I worked for him. And I spent a lot of time like learning about writing for a talk show and how it really works behind the scenes and getting lots of coffee, making lots of copies. <laughs> but it really illustrated to me how, depending on what you want to do, learning how to do it before you do it is really so important. And what the one advice I give you from that is whoever you meet along the way, put their contacts into a special place. I, I'd say Rolodex, but that would age me. But something, <laughs> something on your notes app, something so that you can keep track of the people that you meet because those people are going to be instrumental in your life 20 years from now. And it really does make a difference. Well, that is such a great example of networking, especially <laughs> with someone as huge as Jay Leno and that you're able to have that moment. And so you touched on, you know, interning with him. So going into your career post-graduation and post-internships, what has your career journey been like leading up to what you do today? It's been um, a crisscross <laughs> back and <laughs> forth doing different things, really. You know, I'm very open to saying yes. And I, you know, anyone listening, like whatever's coming up for you, whatever opportunity is coming up for you, say yes is the, really the most important part. You'll figure out how to do it later. So for me, I think that was really important to un because I didn't understand who I was at 20 or 25 or probably 30 either, to be honest, but I understood where my superpowers came from. I know that I'm good at connecting and I'm good at strategically thinking about whatever it is that I'm thinking about or what I'm going to do. So for me to kind of use that throughout wanting to have different kinds of opportunities, I've worked in radio, I've worked in movies, TV, uh, travel, like I've done a lot of different things, but I always come back to TV because that's where I love. That's what like I'm, that's where my passion is. I, I'll have people, you know, talk about my business and what I'm doing. But then when I, when I talk about TV, they're like, you light up when you talk about TV. <laughs> so whatever that thing is that you're lighting up about, like leaning into that. Um, and there's so many opportunity now with being a digital entrepreneur, as well as a corporate person um, to really do whatever you want right now. Definitely. Yeah. It's so important to have those interests that you're really interested in and have that, you know, go into your work as well. And so you touched on that networking factor and, you know, finding your interests, but do you have any other tips for college students or recent graduates that want to go into a similar career that you have taken? I think it's asking for what you want. And it's not just for college kids, it's for anybody. But I always say, you know, I do this for my clients. So I work in PR, right? I help people not only earn press, but make sure their businesses are ready for it. And one of the things I ask them to do is go on your local town's Facebook page. And I ask my friend, I ask people, my, my clients to write, who do you know that works in media, that books media, that is look like anything in that way. So really leading into your community because you know somebody who knows somebody that can get you that perfect job. And if you just start telling everybody what you want to be doing, it pops up. It's amazing how the universe works and you can be woo-woo or not woo-woo. Um, but I I've wanted to be on a, a daytime talk show for a very long time, for about two years. I've been saying, I've been talking about it. I've been talking about it. I've been talking about it. And last week it happened. Wow. So, yeah. Which is <laughs> so cool. But it comes from years of years of like understanding that when you talk about what you want, or you talk about what you've accomplished, you're not bragging, you're not being conceited, 
you're allowing the other people in your space to see who you really are and then understand you well enough to be able to refer you to something that will help you move forward. I love that manifesting it. Yeah. Without the woo, you know, (laughs) you could go, you could go very woo on that, but I think it's really like just telling people what you want and telling people what you're working for. It could take you 20 years to get there, but under people understanding what you do around you to support you, you know, for so long doing what I do as a digital entrepreneur, my first 10 years of business, it wasn't like a popular thing to be an online entrepreneur. Not everyone understood it, but as I continually talked about it and continually asked questions about it and continually leaned into it, that's when people understood what it was. And that's when, you know, I have now a network of people. We help each other. We refer each other. We work together. We have interns. We help them. Like I always say to my interns, like once you're in the family, you don't get out. It's almost (laughs) like the mafia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I love that mission. And I feel like I have such a similar mission with this podcast because I love connecting with other women in communications and also for listeners to hear, you know, from people who are in all these different fields of communications and different types of PR and being able to refine their interests, I think is so important, especially in an industry like communications that has so many different ways to get your foot in the door and get, you know, involved in the industry. Oh, yeah. And just because you're doing X today doesn't mean you're going to be doing X three years from now, even really 18 months from now. I, I've had so many different jobs in media. You know, I've had the production jobs. I've had the marketing jobs. I've worked in the PR department. I, I was an editor. You know, I've done all the things. So I think that sometimes we get so tunnel visioned, especially when we're younger, on what we want to do and don't understand that there's actually 16 ways to get there and not one. Yes. And so you talked about how you were just on a daytime TV show and that you've worked in different facets of media. So can you walk listeners through what a TV segment is like from the other side of the camera, not, you know, being the one booking it, but being the one, you know, being on the TV segment for once. It's, it's my favorite place. Live TV is my favorite thing to do. And during the pandemic, I really just did it for my kitchen. So I'm not only work in publicity and PR, but I also wrote a cookbook. So it's a cocktail cookbook. It's called Clean Cocktails, Righteous Recipes for Your Modern Mixologist. And it's all about making cocktails with healthier whole ingredients and and, um, not so much sugar and and chemicals. So for me, it's coming up with an angle of the story behind the book. So it's the angle behind your brand. It's the, like your angle for this podcast is by helping college and and post-grad students X. So taking that, like, let's take you, let's get you a TV segment. So tell me what is the purpose of the podcast? Let's start with there. Purpose of the podcast is not only to share the stories of women in communications, but also how they can help other, you know, college students and recent grads find their passions as well. Okay. So let's say a talk show is having an episode about highlighting women in high school, women in college and how they're getting their first jobs because getting your first job now is not so easy, right? Yes. <laughs> so the angle is that you're a, sp- you're a beacon of information for those people to be listening to. So you would write a pitch. You would say, okay, I want to talk about what the, let's, let's think, the five tips to getting your first job. And then you would, in the pitch, you would say who you are, what you're about, the five tips to getting your first job. And, and why they should talk about it and how they can contact you. You would email out to all the people you've met over the last 10 years, well, from when you were 10 to 20 and see who's in media. Hopefully you'll get a producer, an editor, a writer, a podcast host that would like it. And then they email you, great, let's do the segment. And depending on what you're doing, like if you, it's a new segment, you get something called a booking sheet, you fill it out and then you're on air. 
the the anchors asking you information, you know, asking you about the talking points. If you had talking point, like, like I said, like make sure you keep in touch with all the people you meet. So what is the one thing about, you know, networking that you should be doing, you know, so they, so that you have that conversation on air. If it's a talk show, you know, it's like, what other elements can you talk about on that piece? So it's get, setting the pitch. It's getting the producer to talk to you about the pitch. It's giving the producer enough information to pitch it to his or her boss. And for that, for, for the executive producer to like the pitch enough to come back to you say, Hey, you're on, I'm going to book you. And then you get booked on, you know, Rachel Ray, Drew Barrymore, Sherry Shepard, you know, the new, uh, Jennifer Hudson has a new show, all these shows. Then you work with a producer to really refine what the, what the segment's going to be about. You show up the day of airing, <laughs> they do your hair and makeup, you know, men too, you get a little makeup and little hair, and then you you're live on camera. That that's um, so interesting and awesome. <laughs> and I feel like when I watch those shows, I feel like it's such an art to be able to be a producer and put all those different segments together and put those shows together. So that's so interesting to hear about that process of, you know, trying to impress those uh, producers. Yeah, it's really a team effort because not from from an outsider's point of view, you have to have the idea, strong enough idea and flushed out enough so that producer can understand it and that producer can then sell it to their producer. I think a lot of people feel like, well, the producer said, yes, you're going to be on. There's a, there's a process that it goes through. But then for you, if you're going to be on one of these shows, how are you going to leverage that afterwards to get more listeners on your podcast? Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's, is an that's important, important part of it. Part of it right? <laughs> because I think a lot of people focus on getting the PR, but they don't focus on leveraging it to make money, to get subscribers, to get more you know, opt-ins, whatever you're looking for, whatever, having that definite goal. So if you're, and no matter what you're doing in your, in your business or in your job and your brand, when you are doing a non-money-making activity, because PR is not money-making, you need to have the intention behind it on how you're going to make money so that it's worth all the effort and time. Because what most people do is they start off really great. They email 20 people. And by the third week, they've stopped because it's, it's a lot. But when you have that intention, this is part of my marketing. That's what makes a difference. Oh, yes, definitely. And on podcasts specifically, I feel like sometimes people don't realize that podcasts are that evergreen content that can be used for different mm -hmm. things. And so, you know, they really care about listenership and listenership and how many people are listening to this and what are they going to hear, you know, during the show. But really, it's about how you use it after. So I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I feel like I've been preaching that a lot lately about how <laughs> it's more about how you use it after and how you use totally. it as the evergreen content. Oh, a thousand percent. Like, so the, the show I was on was preempted by a news, breaking news this morning. So I didn't even get to see the segment, but you know, I'm gonna, I'll download the segment later, but I'm going to be using that piece of video forever. Like, you know, the host introduces me, like says Beth Nydick is now here, you know, special guest Beth Nydick. So I'm going to use that video going forward to leverage my credibility. And that's one of the reasons that I wanted to be on that show. It wasn't going to make me money. It's not going to, it might get me clients because people see that I have that connection to the show, but it's going to give me the credibility because that was my intention behind the activity I was doing to get on. Definitely. And so you touched on your, your book all about clean cocktails. So I'd love to ask you, do you have a favorite cocktail you could share or, you know, anything from that book that you love to share? <laughs> <laughs> my one of my favorite cocktails is a bourbon cocktail it's bourbon with half a teaspoon of maple syrup and rosemary oh wow it's Fancy. really good <laughs> add a little add a little hot water and make like a hot toddy we call it a hot teddy um but that way you know a, 
a half a tablespoon of maple syrup, your body's not going to use the sugar it would use if it was like a simple syrup, which anyone listening, please, please stop, stop ingesting simple syrup. It's like poison. Um, but you know, when you're thinking about clean cocktails, think about your favorite cocktail and let's just swap out the sugar. Let's swap out the chemicals. So like, I get that question a lot and that's my, that's my favorite cocktail, especially for the winter. But I'm like, if you just want to have tequila, like have tequila and, you know, an ounce of fresh lime juice. And that's your margarita instead of the margarita, you get at Chili's that has 70 grams of sugar. Oh yeah. And that's my side, you know, that's my side passion. That's like, that's not even my job, but because I really enjoy creating cocktails and drinking cocktails and sharing cocktails. And I knew that that was something that my audience would be interested in because when I had the idea, like, let's talk about idea. When I had the idea, the germination of the idea, I was tell friends and, and I would say, thinking about writing a book about cocktails and they were about clean, about healthy cocktails with great ingredients. They're like, well, can I come over and test them? That was the answer I got all the time. That sounds great. And then when it was coming out, I can't wait to read it because it's something that I got a strong reaction to. So it's almost like that was my test case of seeing what you're doing. So if you have a germ of an idea, again, start talking about what you want to do. I can't impress that enough. I started talking about the book idea. I found somebody to create it with me who happened to have a connection with a big time book uh, agent. We got a great agent because she had a connection because I told her what I was doing. So, you know, it's, and I, I want to just reiterate again, like it's not bragging if you're sharing the things that you're passionate about. I want to really like have people understand that because in the space of digital entrepreneurship, especially entertainment and being in TV, you have to share what that stuff is. And people want to know what you've accomplished because that's your credibility. Yes. Well, I, I love that you reiterated that again, because I think that is so important because there's so many, I think, misconnections in our industry of, you know, people working together and then they never get to talk about the other things they're working on besides, you know, their direct PR. And, you know, so many times I hate to bring it up again, but this with the podcast, I mean, mm-hmm. I've had so many ways to connect on different levels with different guests. I'm working on this and I'm working on this. And so you touched on how this was your side project. So I do want to ask you, do you have advice for anybody who wants to balance a career in PR and then also have a side project? Uh, don't know. <laughs> um, you know, I really schedule my time. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm like a, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what it's called. There's a process that it's called. I can't remember the name of it, but essentially I like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is interviews, phone calls, learning, but Monday and sorry, Monday and Friday, I call them my CEO days. That's when I'm taking time off. I'm working on a side project. I'm going to a doctor's appointment. Like I build time into my week where I can do the things that I want to do that are separate from my business. I am honestly, I am working towards because a lot of people at my in my space um, take like the last week of the month for no calls for just work. Um, so I'm going to be doing that next month and seeing how it works so that I can spend more time. Um, cause in all honesty, I actually got a call this morning from my publisher that, that they want to revise my cookbook and reprint it and re-release it. Oh, congratulations. Like, like I'm like speechless because it's like having a whole new book. And one of the things that I was missing as a brand was having something new to come out with. So this is going to allow me to book more places, but it's scheduling that time within your schedule to do those extra things because there is no balance. You know, you're not having a family today, I assume, but when you do have a family, right? Like you do have a family and all that stuff comes up, like 
everyone talks about balance and I want to have like, there's no balance. Today was more kid day. Today's more business day. Today's more me day. Like that's how it works. If you could have an equal amount of those days in a month, that's the kind of balance I think we should strive for instead of have, because we, I don't think that we can have it all at the same time. We can have it all just not at the same time. Yes, I totally agree. And I love that, <laughs> you know, taking the last week for no meetings. I think I'm going to try that yeah. myself. <laughs> right? They, they take up so much, so much time in your schedule. And then you're like, oh, like you get distracted from if you're working on something before a call, it is so distracting to, you know, have to deal with those. But so I'm definitely going to do that myself with the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and so also- that's awesome. I had a podcast at one, at one time. And the other thing that I, that I really used the podcast, I leveraged, used, I used to leverage the podcast was the relationships and the people I had on. Not only did I keep in touch with them afterwards, but I would invite on people who I wanted to work with. So if you were a producer or an editor or a writer at X, I might, I would approach you as I'm pitching you, but actually pitch you to be on the podcast. And I got a lot more yeses that way. And I got a lot more connections and referrals from those people for doing it that way. Yes. Oh, oh, my yeah. friends, which is nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that's one of my favorite parts, building those connections. And so also, you know, through your work in PR, you have these different programs that you do to help, you know, these entrepreneurs, you know, leverage their, you know, their reach and get more publicity. So can you talk about what you offer through your business? Sure. I offer done for you and done with you services. So I do have an agency piece of my business, but then I do a group program called Get Media Now. It, I do it five times a year. It's a five-week program where I'm hands-on because what I was finding that I was meeting all these amazing, like super amazing um, entrepreneurs that just weren't in a space yet that they could afford to work with me one-on-one. So I created this container where they can work with me in a group program. And then like every good entrepreneur, I have my downloadables and I have my mini courses and all that other stuff. Um, Cause I think it's really important that we don't only focus on getting the PR, but we focus on how the PR is going to help our business. I say often how they increase our credibility, our clients, and the cash in our bank account. Yeah, that is so important, balancing (laughs) that business and PR. And I feel like there's a relationship between the two, but then sometimes, you know, from the PR side, if you're working in like an internal company or working with executives, it's sometimes hard to, you know, translate those PR wins into business sense. So how do you kind of walk that line of having the knowledge of the business, but also PR? I've been a digital entrepreneur since like 2008. So I figure it's, for me, it's a, it's innate. Like I just can, I can look at somebody's company and say, oh, here's a whole, let's do this. Let's change this. Let's create this funnel here, that kind of thing. But really looking at what are you talking about? I'll give you, I'll give you an example instead of giving you something vague. So I want to be on, let's say I want to be on Good Morning America. My platforms, meaning my website, my Facebook, my Instagram, my LinkedIn, my, I don't do Pinterest, but if you have Pinterest, my, all of that needs to be aligned. Meaning if I'm talking about spring cocktails, everything on those platforms needs to say spring cocktails. So not only does the producer, when they're looking at what, like I pitching spring cocktails, they're then looking at all of those platforms to see who is, who's this woman? What is she talking about? Is there credibility there? Can she speak? You know, like not everyone could speak on camera. Um, you know, they're looking for all those things. So I get booked. Great. So now I need to have a product that connects to spring cocktails. So, you know, I can create an ebook that I can sell for $19.99 of my five favorite spring cocktails. Because when people, the audience at Good Morning America is going to see me, they're going to come to my website, right? They're going to come to my, they're probably going to my Instagram first, to be honest. They're going to come <laughs> to my Instagram. 
then I want the post that they're going to see directing them to the ebook to connect to the spring cocktails. That's how you make money. Whatever you're talking about out in the world, they have to be able to come back to your platforms and buy something from you, sign up for something, get your opt-in, you know, depending on what your business is, like, let's get people on that opt-in list and make sure there's an upsell and a downsell. And you have a funnel that takes them through your email sequence, because that's how you make money. Too many people start doing this and they're a couple years in and it's still in hobby form. They don't think it's a hobby, but they're still in hobby form because they're not making a thousand dollars a month. And if this is a business and you're not making a thousand dollars a month, we need to change something. Well, I love that strategy about having <clears throat> all of your websites aligned. And I feel like that is such important information for, you know, people who are, who are only on the business side to know, because, you know, always as PR professionals, when we meet with clients, we're like, you know, what do you want to tell us? That's interesting. What are you working on? We're always looking to dig out that angle, but if they can, right. you know, help us on that side, that makes our job so much easier. So thank you so much for sharing that strategy. Yeah. It's like how the angle connects to a product. Cause that's a question I ask all the time. That's, you know, I had a class with my group last night. I was like, it's, um, I have a client who's an infertility coach and she's got a product. That's, um, these beautiful cards. It's a gift for somebody who's dealing with infertility. That's per like, so I know what the angle is. We're going to be talking about how infertility is not a whisper word. You know, like, I don't know, like your grandma used to be like cancer, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff. <laughs> they do that for infertility. Also, we have to change that. Right. So we're talking about infertility out in the world. And when they come into her website, they can connect with a product that she's talking about. So she's going to, in the interview, sprinkle, oh, I have a deck of cards that says X, Y, and Z. Like that, that's okay to do. People are so afraid to actually, again, talk about what you want. So when you do that in a podcast or, you know, somebody that listens to this might have a, a sibling or themselves looking at infertility, they might DM me for those cards. Guess what? I just made my client money by talking about her. Yes. So like when your brain thinks that way, and I think our brains think that way. So I want everyone yes. listening to start <laughs> thinking that way is how you're connecting your message to your product. And it's not only like your marketing message, it's actually your media message. And I'll tell you what that is because your marketing message sells things. Your media message makes you feel like something. So what is that? So you told me what your marketing is for the podcast. What is that actual deep down, like in your gut thing that you want the world to understand? Um, I'd, I'd probably say that, you know, that it's more important to, you know, build up women in communications because we're the people who are, you know, telling people stories. I want to be able to have a place for women to tell their stories of their career so that can help inspire others. So essentially what you're saying is that creating a space for storytelling is what empowers women to achieve their goals. Yes. That's your media message. That's like the article I want you to write for Fast Company. That's the interview I want you to have on the, you know, whatever show that you want to be on. But that's the difference between how you do marketing and how you do publicity. So if you can make me feel empowered and there's a space for, I got chills. There's a space <laughs> for storytelling and empowerment and I can listen to my favorite people and I'm a college student or a post-grad because no one really talks to me about that stuff. You know, it, that's, a, that's a different angle. And then if you have an ebook or, or a, masterclass or some, a product that walks me through the first five steps to, to telling your story for empowering yourself to X, that's going to make you money. Because again, we are small business owners. We're not hobbyists. 
<laughs> well, thank you so much for that insight. That is such an interesting <laughs> perspective. And I'm definitely going to use that in my good, good, outreach good. for the podcast. Nice. And you shared so many great tips and I'm so glad, grateful to have you on the show, but I have one final question for you. And it's something that I asked all my guests. Okay. So I am so inspired by Sophia M. Russo who coined the term girl boss and created an empire. So I always love to end the episode with a woman who inspires my guests. So Beth, who is your favorite girl boss or just a woman who inspires you? And it can be more than one because we've had that in the past. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there's a, an amazing woman named Joelle Gargiulo. She, if anyone's in the New York area, she's an NBC lifestyle reporter. And I've been following her for, I don't, forever since she got on NBC. Um, she's now actually a friend of mine. And she recently got a recurring segment on the Today Show. I could cry just talking. I'm so like, so <laughs> happy for her. And she just kept true to who she was, what she wanted to talk about. She wanted to talk about inspiring stories in New York City. And guess what she does on the Today Show now? She shares inspiring stories. So staying true to who she was and just working her butt off. Um, as you can tell, like I, I'm in awe of, um, of what she's created for herself because we are all in charge of what we can create and the opportunities that we can create for ourselves. And it's just stepping out into them. That's the only thing that's different. I love that. And I'm going to have to watch the Today Show and look out for her yes. because every, I say this in every single episode, but every time someone shares, you know, their woman at the end of the episode, I feel like I have to go follow them after and look them up <laughs> and look out for them. And then when I do see them, I'm like, oh my God, hey, it's, you know, so-and-so. So thank you so much for sharing her. And yeah, all those Today Show recurring segments, I feel like I know them all. Like they're my friends, like Joy Bauer and all that. And I feel mm -hmm. like, oh my God, there she is. So I'll definitely have to look out for her awesome she's she's an and she's an amazing soul she's an amazing mom um and she does great work for not only the new york community but really us as a community worldwide um and i yeah go look at go look her up uh, a shout out to my girl joelle yes well beth thank you so much for coming on the show this was so awesome and you shared such great insights and i'm sure you inspired a lot of college students and recent grads who wanted to get to get into entertainment and media so just thank you so much I appreciate it. You know, I, everyone out there that wants to do something in media, something in TV, it's just about finding that one person who can get your foot in the door. You know, just, it's great to send the emails to the website, right? It's great to send the emails out there. But in this industry, it's a little bit of who you know. So I'm going to ask everybody, please go on your, on your town's Facebook page and write, who do you know that works in TV? Who do you know that works in podcasting? Who do you know that works in X, in movies, in production, whatever it is, there's somebody in your town that knows somebody and that's going to help you get the first step. And if it works, I want you all to DM me, like <laughs> Insta DM me if it works, if it doesn't work, let me know if you do it. Um, I'm actually should write a book about all the people and all the results because it's been amazing over the last five years when I started doing it. So I'm going to ask your audience to do that and let's see what special create we can create from just that little ask yes and where can they find you on instagram speaking of that oh so i am beth nidick on every platform as well as my website and right now my opt-in is um get media now it's a magazine it's 10 pages of articles and worksheets to get you and your business ready for the media thanks for listening did you enjoy this episode head to apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review want to drop us a line Click the link in our Instagram bio to leave us a voicemail, and who knows, it might even end up on the show. See you next week for more tips and tricks of the trade.